Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And I want to say hello to you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio and TuneIn and Park Coalition Radio and, of course, my Blog Talk Radio community and those who may be joining us later in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. So you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And in the next half hour, I will share with you my audiobook selection for this week. But today, I am excited because we have the author of When No Matter What, and it's not here, Sutor. And I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And I'm excited about the opportunity to get to talk to him about some strategies on how all of us can have the attitude to win no matter what's going on in our lives. And, of course, I'm going to be providing you in the next half hour some tailored tips. And my tailored tips time in regards to organizing your life. And, of course, I've got my product suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion to help you live an organized life. But before I bring on our guests, there's a couple of things that I want you to know for all of you out there who may be thinking, am I going to ever win in life? Am I going to ever accomplish my goals? Listen to this. If Howard Schultz gave up after being turned down by banks 242 times, would there be a Starbucks? If Walt Disney quit too soon after his theme park concept was trashed 302 times, there will be no Disneyland. And if J.K. Rowling stopped after being turned down by multiple publishers for years, there would be no Harry Potter. So now here is an award-winning writer covering inspirational stories around the world. Believe it or not, he stumbled upon writing completely by accident after moving to New York City for a very first for the very first time. While in the Big Apple, Nair noticed that there were thousands of people missing out on the greatness of everyday life due to the very fast-paced lifestyle they lived. As a result of his observations, he had a big idea to inspire people around the globe by writing a book, which was strange because he always hated reading. Why would he ever write one? With the support of his family friends, he wrote his first book, When No Matter What, which debuted in it's debuted in June of 2013. So I am going to bring in Nair. Now, am I pronouncing your name right? Because I feel like I'm not. <laughs> you got it sort of right, Janet. It's actually Nihar, but very Nihar. close. Nihar. 
Okay, Nihar. Okay, I'm a Nihar. So, well, welcome this evening, Nihar. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you tonight. Well, I mean, I kind of started, but I really want you to go really more into detail. What inspired you to write the book, When No Matter What? Definitely. So that is a very good question. And you did hit some of it when you talked about my biography. And Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very small town. I guess that's a good place to start. I grew up in a small town in central Pennsylvania. And when I decided to go to college, most of the people kind of that are from that town, they stay around the same area. They don't really go outside of central Pennsylvania too much. And when I decided to go to college, I decided to really get myself out of my comfort zone. And I decided I wanted to do something completely different. And so I decided to go to school in New York City for my first year of college. And as you can imagine, coming from a small town in the middle of Pennsylvania with probably about a population of 8,000, and then going to New York City, Manhattan, (laughs) is complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And... uh, I was definitely culture shocked, I can tell you that. But being there, it definitely opened up my mind a lot, and there were several things that I observed in my first year in New York City. The first thing I definitely noticed was how fast everybody was moving around, (laughs) and you can imagine the culture in central Pennsylvania, very slow-paced. Everybody knows each other. They stop to talk. New York, (laughs) a lot of New Yorkers are famous for kind of going very fast and not stopping to talk to you unless you kind of stop them on your own. And so that's one thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed as a result of being in New York is I I was kind of opened up to the external environment around me. I started following the news more, and I noticed that what's written, what's kind of covered in the media in general is mostly negative. So I guarantee if you go to a TV station right now or if you go to a news uh, newspaper right now, if you look at it, most of the stuff in that newspaper or on the TV channel is probably going to be negative. So mm. as a result of those two observations, how people were so fast-paced, kind of not stopping for much to enjoy in life, and also how much negativity there was in the media, I think those two observations in New York kind of made me want to change something and kind of increase the amount of positivity in the world. And so because of that, that's actually how I got involved with writing. I figured the best way for me to spread a message and the quickest way for me to spread a message was to just write and distribute what I wrote to as many people as possible. And so since the since that first year in New York, every every type of writing that I've done has always been some sort of inspirational or positive story. And that's all I write today, and that's how I got involved with writing. And those are the two observations that led to me beginning to write in the first place. Wow. And and it's amazing just hearing that you came from a small town and you decided to go to New York of all places. Um, <laughs> that was, I mean, that was brave, but that was really great because it took you out of your comfort zone. And I think, um, you know, what you were sharing, I guess that's part of, of your drive and what you do, but I guess that's also how you inspire others. It's like get out of their comfort zone. Um, so my question, my first question to you is, but do we do the sabotage, that drive to to be winners? Because I, I feel that it's in all of us, but I guess some of us, you know, like you said, we get exposed to so many things, whether it's mm-hmm. in the media or just in our community. So what 
do we do to sabotage our own success in, in life? Well, I think that is a very good point, and I do think that a lot of times we just get too comfortable. I mean, we have opportunities that are in front of us a lot of times, and we're just afraid to take them because of what we have going in our life so far. And looking back, going from central Pennsylvania to New York was pretty, it was a big change for me. But at the same time, now having now having done that and looking back on it, I think it's probably one of the best decisions of my life because in that first year in New York, I matured so much. Being at the time 19 years old and being thrown into a city, having no experience about how the transportation there worked or knowing nothing, I just had to learn so much, and I think that really helped me mature emotionally. And I think the emotional aspect, kind of just maturing in general, is something that we don't have the opportunity to do as much. And so I think that just getting comfortable with our situation a lot of times is why we kind of sabotage ourselves as winners. And if you have the passion for something, you just have to find something that you're really passionate about, kind of one thing that you feel so strongly about that, when you have an opportunity in that field, you'll take it no matter what. So if you're passionate about mathematics or if you're passionate about economics, let's say, and if you have an opportunity in economics, no matter what opportunity that is, if it involves you to move to like San Francisco or something, I guarantee you'll probably take, you'll, you'll take that opportunity and you'll figure out a way to make it work with your family, your friends, if that is your passion. So I think it's really mm -hmm. just finding what you're passionate about and not settling and kind of encouraging to encouraging yourself and kind of pushing yourself to out of your comfort zone because that is how you're going to learn in the end. Well, I definitely agree. You Sometimes we do have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone because, um, you know, as I was sharing with you, I live in Center City, and that was something I had always wanted to do, but mm -hmm. finally was pushed into it exactly. because I had to move from where I was living and it was like, okay, let me start looking just just everywhere and just narrowing it down and the opportunity presented itself and I just went for it. So you're right, a lot of times we have to get out of our comfort zones. And and you're right, when you do find something you're passionate about, you will be amazed at all the different things that can just happen to you. I mean, I've been doing organizing, believe it or not, for twenty years, but it's my passion. Mm -hmm. So um I like I just enjoy doing it. So for and you the probably listeners, never have a boring day, huh? <laughs> I don't. I have some interesting days. I can't, of course, tell you all of my interesting days. But I, do. <laughs> I have very, very interesting days, like days when I find a printer underneath of a client's bed and thinking, okay. But because I knew what the client did, I, I completely understood it. I know anybody else would be like, why is it under there? But I understood. I completely understood why she had an HP printer under her bed. So it's just stuff like that. So for the listener that is in a place of defeat, um, because as you said, when you went to New York, you just saw so many people who you felt just had were kind of like lost or discouraged. What advice do you give for them? Because, I mean, I feel that, you know, in addition to writing a book, but you probably go out there, do you do motivational speaking a year? I do a little bit of that, yes, if I'm requested okay. to. <laughs> okay. So how do you, if a person's like at a place of defeat, what advice do you give them? Yeah, so obviously it depends on the type of situation that they're in, but 
I would say there are probably two or three very simple tips that are super small and super simple, but at the same time, they make a big difference. So the first tip I can say is to practice gratitude, and you hear that all the time, but there's one thing that you can incorporate into your life that really takes 10 seconds and can make a big difference. So a lot of times when a lot of people wake up, including a lot of the people that I know, and I'm sure maybe even some of the listeners on this show, the first thing that they do when they wake up is to check their phone or their email or worry about what's on their schedule for the day. I know that I used to do it all the time. I still sometimes do. But one thing I've noticed, and I've tried it myself, is that if you, the first thing when you wake up is if you think about 10 things that you're grateful for. So Mm -hmm. it could be something as simple as being able to have breakfast that morning with your family or being able to take a hot shower, something as small as that. If you just, the first thing you think about rather than thinking about checking your phone, computer, or your schedule is to think about 10 things that you're grateful for, then that will make a big difference in your life because instead of starting off your day with kind of a stressor and kind of something that is negative in your life, you'll think about 10 Mm -hmm. things that are positive and you'll think about what is going well for you in your life. And that's a great way to start your day off on a bright note. And I've found that Mm -hmm. it works for me and I encourage any of the listeners out there to try it because it's very simple and it makes a big difference. The second tip is, again, it's very simple, but I found that it makes a big difference. And it's literally in the last 10 to 15 minutes before you go to sleep, instead of, again, going to sleep with your phone in your hand, take kind of unplug from your electronics and just take 10 to 15 minutes to visualize your goals and reflect on how far you've come and where you see yourself in the next five years or maybe even differ uh, that time span to maybe five months, how, however long you want to look into, how, however far you want to look into the future, but visualize yourself achieving your goal however far, however far into the future it is. And the reason for that mm. is because there were actually some studies done recently by scientists that say that the thoughts you think about 30 minutes to an hour before you go to sleep actually replay 17 times more than the thoughts you have throughout the rest of the day. So whatever you think about right before you go to sleep is what your brain's going to be playing over and over way more than what you thought about the rest of the day while you're sleeping. So again, right before you go to sleep, it's very important that you think about your goals and positive thoughts, which is why you should visualize your goals and reflect on everything that you've accomplished because that, again, when you're sleeping, your brain's going to be thinking positive thoughts. So those two tips right there are my favorites because they're super small and they're easy to implement in anybody's lives they take about what five to ten minutes a day and it's it it makes a big difference wow i I just wrote those down i mean i i like the one you said the 10 things you're grateful for when you wake up in the morning but also i like you doing the the at end of the day visualizing yourself achieving your goals because I think like you said it really kind of help you put things in perspective I mean I love the grateful thing and that's what I do I usually have at the end of the evening I really am thankful for things and like you said it doesn't have to be anything major like you said just because you can take a hot shower or for me you know just being able to you know continue to have a beautiful view every morning and things like that so I think sometimes when we do things like that, that really helps us be more on the positive side of life than on the negative side. So, I mean, you've already shared a couple of things, but are there any other things that you do personally that really keeps you motivated um, 
because you're motivating the rest of us. So what do you do for for you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the two biggest things, but I think even bigger okay. for me is surrounding myself with the right people. So mm-hmm. again, I'm a very big believer that who you who you surround yourself with is ultimately how you'll be impacted in terms of your actions and thoughts. And so I also surround myself with a lot of positive people that support me because then when I'm feeling down or when I feel like I'm not feeling very motivational, which obviously happens to many people, um, those friends, most people around me, I can talk to them and they pick me right right back up and they're also always supporting me with their positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just finding those people that give you good energy and surrounding yourself with a good group of people and kind of implementing those two tips that I talked about earlier into your life as well. And I think that's really the combination that's worked for me. Obviously, like I said, it depends on each person. The combination might be different, but those are those are some of the things that have worked really well for me. Mm. And actually, somebody in the chat room just said, amen, you have to surround yourself with like-minded family and friends. (laughs) I definitely agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I agree. Um, So I guess, do you have any final tips you want to share, any nuggets? Because you've given us two good ones, which I will tweet. But any more nuggets that you want to share? This evening, just for those of those people, those listeners out there, really, who are just at a place where they are ready to to win in life and you know look at life more positively. Yeah, I mean, definitely. As <laughs> as we're going along and offering all these tips, I guess I can always throw out some more. <laughs> but uh, I I already kind of mentioned the importance of reflection, and I think okay. that's obviously very important. But I think okay. also understanding why you're doing what you're doing is very important. I definitely mention that all the time to people. A lot of times you see students and just families and a lot of people in general kind of doing things because they're kind of forced along that path or because society kind of says they have to do that. So a lot of times they don't they don't really feel a passion behind what they're doing. And so I think it's extremely important to the first thing before you take on any task or any job or anything that you do, you should always ask why you're doing it. And if you okay. can't come up with a good reason as to why you're doing it, then potentially you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> So I think that's, that's one great one great question to always start off with regarding any activity that you take on. Always just start off with kind of asking yourself why you're doing it because I think any time that you can find a good answer to, answer to that question, that means that you're passionate about doing that thing. And so that's just a great way to start off with anything that I do. Um, any activity that I take on, I always ask why I want to do it. Um, so I, I think we were talking before the radio show and you were asking – what I was considering to do when I entered the working world. And I mentioned to you Mm -hmm. that I wanted to potentially think about Teach for America. And the reason Mm -hmm. as to why I wanted to think about that is because I just love helping kids. And it's a great way for me to impact kids. And that is exactly why I want to do it, because I feel like I can make a difference in those kids' lives. And it's a great way for me to just interact with them. And that was, again, the first question I asked myself, and it, it made me happy by being able to think about it. So I think that's a great answer. Figure out what drives you and why you want to do what you want to do. Well, I'm glad you say you want to help, help kids because that, that makes me happy because I am actually um, beginning to donate my time to my elementary school, which unfortunately still has the same clocks on the wall 
that um, it did when I was going to school. But um, and they've closed the library, so I'm helping in that way. So that's really great oh, wow. that you want to do that. Yeah, that's really great. So if you happen to make your way to Philly, just let me know because I'll be like, well, you know, that school could really use you. <laughs> I so. definitely will let you know. <laughs> Um, oh, somebody said my daughter is a teacher and and teach America. Somebody on the uh, in the chat room said her daughter is part of the Teach America and it's a great program. Oh, it's wow, wonderful. That's great to know. It's definitely it's yeah. definitely a great program. I've heard amazing things about Teach America. So great yeah. props to whoever's daughter is in Teach America. <laughs> yeah, and it says education needs help. Yeah, it's one designer, two ideas. That's whose daughter it is. One designer, two ideas. One of my favorite chat room people. <laughs> so, Nita, how can people get in contact with you? How can they get your book? How can they, you know, hire you to be a speaker? Definitely. I think the easiest way to get in contact with me is to just go to my website. It's simply my first and last name. So www.niharsuthar, that's spelled N-I-H-A-R-S-U-T-H-A-R.com. There you can find all of my books and also all the work that I've done in the past. And if you would like to contact me or get in touch, you can also contact me through there. So www.niharsuthar.com is probably the easiest way. And how many books have you written? So I've written Win No Matter What, and I recently just signed a contract for my second book to come out in February, which is titled The Corridor of Uncertainty, and I'm really excited about that book as well. Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time this evening. It is greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was great being on the show, and it was great meeting you. And I wish you much success. <laughs> Thank you very much, Janet. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Deanna Williams, an on-air personality at 100.3 WRMB Radio 1 Philadelphia, and a proud client of Janet Taylor and Totally Organized. Several years ago, I reached out to Janet, had her come to my home, and when I tell you that she whipped my closet and office in shape, believe me. In fact, I still use a lot of the techniques and strategies that she imparted to me uh, to this very day. I'm very pleased to say that I have a very organized closet. Everything is in order, shoes, boots, clothes, everything color-coordinated. I use the same hangers. It's a beautiful sight. In fact, I'm very proud, but I have Janet to thank for assisting me. And also, I was so impressed with her to the point where periodically she is a commentator on my Soulful Sunday show where she shares with the audience of the Delaware Valley and the world, because we stream on the Internet, her insightful tips on how to stay organized and be a more effective human being. I love Janet, and so should you. And that was the wonderful Deanna Williams, one of my wonderful clients. And, of course, she is the host of Soulful Sundays here in Philadelphia. But I wanted to tell you before I continue with Got Clutter, Get Organized about our sponsor, which is Audible.com. And they are offering all of the listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com 
forward slash get organized and choose from over 180 audio book programs and a download a copy and then you can start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. It's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and you can start today. My audiobook selection this week is, of course, have you noticed that people who regularly set goals are happier and healthier than the rest of the people you know? Big Goal Systems. It's got Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Bob Proctor, and more, and it's a collection of goal achievement programs from the leading experts on this subject. Again, it's called Big Goal Systems. And it's got Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Bob Proctor, and more. So all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and get your free audiobook and your free month trial. Well, we had a great guest, and they talked, and he talked about Nihar talked about how to win no matter what. He gave us some great suggestions on how to just be more positive and bring it into our lives. Well, I want to kind of follow up because he was talking about how to go after what it is you want. I wanted to follow up with just procrastination because sometimes that can be something that just holds us back from doing whatever it is we want to do. So I'm going to give you seven steps. And these steps you can use whether you are organizing your closet, whether you are organizing your office, or even if you're just trying to get things together in your life. Because you may have taken on a new project and think of all the things that you need to complete it. You start thinking of every detail, everything you got to buy, everything you got to move and get rid of, and that's when procrastination can hit you. And you just come to complete stop. But you need to know you can get started, but you just need to know you don't have to begin where you think the beginning is. So over the years, I've overcome my own procrastination to get things done because it hasn't always been easy for me either. And I still remember the day when I received a package regarding certification for my business, and I left it on my desk, I think, two weeks because it was just too much for me to handle. They wanted financial statements, business plans. They wanted resumes. They wanted, And I was like, okay, I got to pull all of this stuff together. So I did go back to it, and then I completed the, res- the certification package, and I did get my certification. So I did complete it. But I want to give you some few tips just to get yourself started. So the first thing is you want to break your project down into manageable tasks. So whatever your project is, maybe you decided you want to tackle the closet. Well, you don't want to necessarily do the entire closet in one day. Maybe you can do something small. So break it down. List your goals. Break the project down. Give yourself a deadline for the project and each step necessary to complete. So let's take that closet. So you want to possibly basically maybe I'm going to do I'm going to do the shoes. I'm going to take everything out that I can't wear anymore. I'm going to do the belts. That's how you break that project down. And you want to take five minutes to accomplish something. So you've decided to do the the closet. You could do five minutes and just kind of go through and just that I can either no longer wear or every belt that has been so worn, I can no longer wear it. Or maybe it's in your home office, or your office. 
You want to say, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open that desk drawer and I'm going to throw out every pen that doesn't write. Doing little things like that that will help you continue on doing what you have to do. So, again, take five minutes to accomplish something. The next thing is you don't necessarily have to start at the beginning. What's the beginning? Even with organizing projects, maybe you decide to tackle the room. Now, how you would tackle the room may be different than how I would tackle the room. There's several ways to do it. I remember I worked with a client, and we were tackling her bedroom. And she wanted to tackle the tough end of the bedroom first, where I decided to tackle the easy part of the bedroom where there wasn't a lot of stuff on that side. And she said, I really wanted to tackle this end first, but I knew what I, in my mind, I wanted her to get momentum, to build a momentum. And we built a momentum to the point we did get to the side of the bedroom where there was so much stuff. But by that time, she had thrown stuff out. She could see what the one side, it didn't have a lot of things on it, looked like after we got rid of all the stuff and we purged and we trashed stuff. So she had a visual of what the entire room would, could look like when it was done which is why I wanted to start on the side with the least amount of stuff because if we had started on the side with the most stuff, we would still be over there. But we kept working. So that's why there's no, you don't have to start at what other people may say is the beginning. So maybe you decided to do the closet. And somebody said, well, you know, really what we need to do is take everything everything out. Well, no, not necessarily because depending on your time, depending on your energy, you may just decide to go in the closet and take out the couple of pieces that you no longer wear that you know you can wear. Set small deadlines for yourself. So, okay, right now it is the end of September. We're going to be moving into all the different holidays. So maybe by the beginning of November, maybe November 1st, you will at least have the countertops in the kitchen and the dining room clear so that when you have company for the holidays, you don't have to worry about shoving all of that stuff somewhere. So those are just small deadlines, just small, small deadlines. The next thing is you want to try to do things as they occur. So now it's the season where you're going to be getting a lot of mail, a lot of catalogs. So, okay, you're going to be getting the new catalogs. Well, what you do, you need to purge the old ones. And you need to just begin to set up systems for the new catalog so they're not all over the place. Or maybe on Sunday after you read the newspaper, take it out to the recycle. Also consider the setup of either your office or either your space. Always consider that when you are dealing with procrastination because a lot of times it could be the fact that the way things are accumulated, for example, you come home and you don't have a place to put your mail. So therefore, the mail gets put all over your home, and therefore sometimes you may procrastinate just dealing with it because it looks like it's in all of these different piles where if you had a system in place just for the mail, and then you could deal with just the mail, and you wouldn't have to deal with all the other things going on in your home. The last thing is, and I'm going to just go through all of those again, is number one, break your project down into manageable tasks. Take five minutes to accomplish something. You don't have to start at the beginning. Set small deadlines for yourself. Try to do things as they occur. 
The more information you process, the better. Consider the setup. And the last thing is always clear your workspace. So whether you're in a craft room working, clear that space at the end so you don't have to come into the clutter. If you're working in a workroom, if you're painting something, clear it up. Even if you're in your office, clear up that space. So hopefully, because when you do that, then the next day or the next time you're in that area, you won't begin to procrastinate because even though you have to work on a specific project, you will not be deterred from it because you've got to do the cleanup first. Um, Thank you again, One Designer, Two Ideas. So those are my tips for my Taylor's Tip Time. And, of course, you can always go to my blog on my website at JanetMTaylor.com, and you can read that article plus other articles that will help you organize your home, your office, and your life. Well, I want to thank you so much for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. I definitely want to thank you all for allowing me, um, for following me on social media and, of course, on Instagram. I am Organizer Janet. And, of course, those of you who follow me on Blog Talk Radio as well as those of you who join me in the chat room. Well, tomorrow is Toss It Tuesday. And I want you to take time to clean your house out. Clean house, toss anything that just needs to be tossed. You might want to consider selling things. Um, that you no longer need. Um, I've shared with a lot of you out there. I had my dollhouse, my dollhouse. I am 50 and I was still holding on to my dollhouse. Um, but I know it was a lot of emotional attachment to that. But finally, I said, you know, I'm not going to be using it. So, therefore, I sold it. And I was surprised at how much money I got when um, I sold it on eBay. So you might want to think about that. And I'm telling you this because if there's things you want to do in life, and all of that stuff is just holding you back from doing it, then get rid of it. Get rid of it. So those are my Toss It Tuesday tips. But, yeah, just sell anything. Sell anything that you need to just get rid of. And you may want to donate the money. So next I want to move on to my app suggestion, product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion for the week. My app suggestion will help you achieve your goals and develop new habits because we're always looking for new ways to do things. Nasby is N as in Nancy, O, Z as in Zebra, B as in Boy, and E. Nasby tracks your goals, habits, and daily tasks. Set up each goal as a project and then create milestones, tasks, and habits related to each goal. So that's my app, Nasby. My product suggestion is prepack hanging entryway wall shelf. And this is from Walmart. And you hang items, place items on the top shelf. If you go to my Facebook page, my Twitter page, and my LinkedIn page, you'll be able to see visually what it looks like after the show. Um, It'll be posted on those um, social media. And it's great. I thought it was great because it's something that you can put at your entryway. You can Use it to hang things, but also there's shelf space there because sometimes you may have a little hat that you want to put on the shelf or maybe a pair of gloves or something. So I thought that was a great thing to do. So that's pack hanging entryway. And my repurpose suggestion is an old door was transformed into a mirror. Um, And that's a great way. When you you know it's a great it's great to be able to uh, transform that. So again, an old door, 
and transform into Mara and you have to look good because when and and I chose that because you know, win no matter what. Well, we want to win no matter what, but we also want to look good no matter what. And I just thought that would be a great way. We can kind of look in the mirror and, and, and make sure that we are looking our best. We walk out the door and we have that great attitude. So those are my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and repurpose suggestion. Of course, you can go to my Pinterest page and find the repurpose suggestion as well as the other suggestions I have provided for you tonight. Well, I'm excited because next week we have another author, and her name is Fran McNeil, and she is an author. She's a business coach, and the name of her book is Significant, From Frustrated to Fantastic Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman. So all of you women entrepreneurs out there, if you know women entrepreneurs out there, you share with them that um, Fran McNeil will be coming here. I'm excited about having her here. And my quote for the week is productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort by Paul J. Meyer. Again, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. And it's Paul J. Meyer. And I guess tonight, before I end, because we're ending a little early, but before I end, I just wanted to share with you um, in regards to tonight's topic, when no matter what, but also in procrastination and just sometimes it's all about your attitude. It's all about your attitude. Um, today I did a great interview, which will be coming up in a few weeks, and it was Melissa Schnapp. And basically we were discussing how you can be positive. And it's in regards to the holidays because I know sometimes some people can get a little depressed and sad around the holidays or get a little frustrated depending. And I was basically sharing with her how I decided to have a positive attitude about this entire weekend. Because for those of you who do not know already, um, the Pope was in Philadelphia. He was actually, I like to say, in my neck of the woods. And even though I am not Catholic, um, I did have an opportunity to actually see him in his Pope model, which was exciting for me. Um, and it was just really nice. Because so many people, unfortunately, had an attitude. They were a little um, upset because, um, for those of you who are not in this area, um, basically, because of who he is, there were a lot of securities measures that had to be taken into place. There were a lot of street closures. There was a lot of security checkpoints. There was a lot of that and the other. And, of course, because of where I live, there was a little bit of extra, I wouldn't say security, but, of course, we would have had to, you know, just prove that we live here. And instead of looking at it as a negative, I turned it into a positive, and I just said, okay. I'm going to stay in this weekend. I'm going to make sure I have enough food and enough things that I need. It gave me an opportunity to meet my neighbors and one who is a fabulous cook. And for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see some of the dishes that she made for me. It was just fabulous. And get to meet my little neighbors, get to meet the new pet and the family. I'm telling you all this because I hope that those of you out there who listen to this show week after week, who want to organize a specific area, whether it's your home, whether it's your office, whether it's your time, whether it's just your life. Um, 
it's all in the way you look at it. Okay. So maybe to this point, you have had an unorganized home or you've had an unorganized closet or you have not managed your time. Okay. Up until this point. But let's look forward at the positive that you can take control. So, okay, let's tackle that bedroom. Maybe it's just a matter of one day coming home and organizing those shoes, the next day coming home and organizing the top of that dresser, the next day coming home and finding a place for those books, going in the office, cleaning out that end bin, cleaning out those desk drawers, straightening up those piles with your time. Maybe it's just a matter of saying, be able to do something right. So, and be on time for something. So if I need to be on time for work, then that means that maybe the commitments I have in the evening, I'm going to have to postpone for a bit until I figure out how I can do this. Or maybe you want to spend more time with your family. So therefore, maybe there's some other commitments. But I just hope that in all that you want to do, that you will begin to look at things a little different. Um, Yes, some people felt shut in here. I didn't feel shut in. I opened my windows and let the air in. I could hear everything. Um, I didn't feel confined because I knew at any point in time I could have walked out there. I just chose not to. And it's the same with the stuff and the clutter in your life. You can choose not to be disorganized not to be late, not to be known as the employee of the messy desk, you can choose. So I hope that as we move into a new month, as we move into the last quarter of the year, you'll choose, you'll choose. And I'm not saying you have to go out there and make everything perfectly organized. No, just do one thing. That one thing may be at the end of the day, Just, yes, it is. It is a choice. At the end of the day, just clear your desk so that when you come in the next day that it will be clear. It could be when you go home at night, instead of throwing your coat and your shoes and everything else all over the place, you hang your coat up, you put your keys in and you just put your shoes together. It could be something as simple. Or when somebody says, hey, I want you to do this, this, and this for me. And you say, well, you know what? Right now, I need to be home making dinner for my family. So during this season of my life, that is my priority. Like a lot of you know out there, there was a season in my life for a year and a half. All my, my priority was my mother. I made sure she had three meals. I bathed her. I did everything for her. And I am happy because it was a choice for me. I stopped the business for a while. But it was a choice, and I'm glad I made that choice because not knowing that that right after that she would pass away, so I made that choice, and I'm so happy I did. So that is just my little tip for the day. Just, you know, decide. Decide today. We're going into a new month, last quarter, almost a new year. Just make the choice to be organized, to live clutter-free, to get someplace on time, to find your keys in the morning, to get the, out of the house in the morning, to be able to find both shoes within minutes. It's a choice. So, again, I um, thank all of you for listening. 
as always, I truly appreciate your support because you are the ones who motivate me every Monday at 8 o'clock to sign on and do this show. So again, next week, it's Fran McNeil, author of Significant from Frustrated to Fantastic Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman. And of course, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. Uh, Somebody said, what are those keys? Uh, Yeah, the keys. Well, you know, I can give you a quick tip. If, if, If you don't already have a quick tip for those people out there who don't know where their keys are, is basically... Get a hook. Get a hook and put it by the door. Or if you want, you can get a beautiful decorative dish because I know the men have those beautiful valets. So you can get a nice little place in my pocketbook that I always keep my keys. I um, also suggest for, um, <laughs> I never know where mine are, never. Well, that's a suggestion. Think about those three. Get a hook possibly, um, and put it near the doorway, wherever your entryway is. That's one possibility. Another possibility is if you usually put your keys on your dresser, um, maybe get a beautiful dish or something to put them in. Um, Or, um, and also another ideal is for the kids, because the command hooks, they're so nice now that you can just – take them on and off the wall easily without damaging the paint and wallpaper is to get a command hook for your kids and put it in their room so that when they come home from school that they can just put the keys right by the door. So that's my suggestion. Get a hook, get a decorative dish, um, get a valet, something of that nature for those keys um, so that you will always know where they are. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. So hopefully um, that idea will work. And whatever idea you try, um, I would love for you to share with me which one really works for you and your family because I gave you a few suggestions. Um, you can always go to uh, my Instagram page and just kind of flip through because they have so many different um Ideas. I have visuals of different ideas of how people organize their entryway. So hopefully some of those will help you as well. That's what I try to do on Instagram. For those of you who follow me, is I really try to give people a visual of what it can look like so they can take little bits and pieces. I mean, somebody actually used some bent forks and used them uh, as hooks. Somebody used the lids from um, silverware and mounted them on walls and used them to hang towels. So whatever works for you, I tell people, whatever works for you, whatever. You know, a, a, my girlfriend could not believe that I actually have containers in my walk-in closet that don't match. And that works for me because you know why? I know where everything is. My containers may not match. I don't care because nobody goes in that closet except for me. Or if I send the kids in there, my guy kids in there for something. But you know what? if I send them in there for something, they know exactly where everything is because everything's labeled. So you create a system that works for you and your family. Always remember that. 
So, again, I thank you so much for joining me this evening. I hope you um, uh, share this show with your family, friends, and on social media. Please visit me on my website at JanetMTaylor.com. We are definitely going through transformation because we're going to be adding new products. We're going to be adding new services. We're going to be tweaking some things a little bit just so we can help you really, truly live an organized life. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I want you to have an organized week. And thank all of you for joining me in my chat room. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.